You're listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cooper, the sales relationship coach from jasoncooper.io. This series is all about inspiration, inspiring people, leaders, coaches, psychologists, behavioral economists, and so much more. Today is really special because I recorded this on LinkedIn Live, but I wanted to share this to my audience because this is with uh, a very special guest and it's the second time he's been on. So um, it's without further ado is to welcome Tom Ziegler. And Tom is an expert in all facets, like he's the son of the legendary Sig Ziegler. But, you know, Tom is also a legend in his own way because he's just taken the reins of being a CEO with the Ziegler Corporation. So he's actually now stepped up to the mark. He's got this second book coming out. He's going to tell you a lot more about this. Uh, I'm delighted with this and I know he's got lots of wonderful golden nuggets. So without further ado, here's the, the conversations that I had with uh, Tom Ziegler. Hello, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, and wherever you are in this wide, wonderful, beautiful world that we live in, you're very welcome to the Global Sales Leadership Live, LinkedIn Live chat, and I'm really delighted today. I've got a very good friend here. He's a legend. Uh, well, I'd say he's a legend, uh, and I know he's smiling in the background. So um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, Tom Ziegler. So I'd just like to welcome him uh, to the stream today. And Tom, you're very welcome. Oh, it's so great to be here, Jason. I enjoyed our last time together so much. And I just appreciate you having me back on a big day. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, look, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of synopsis about yourself. Like, uh, but I think a lot of people should know who you are. Like uh, Tom Ziegler, the proud son of the legendary Zig Ziegler. But you're also a legend in, uh, with yourself now. Like you're the CEO of Ziegler Inc. or uh, of Incorporation. Uh, you joined in 1987 and you've gone through the ranks with your uh, late father. And now you run in uh, the Ziegler Corporation and many different facets to um, the Ziegler Corporation. But now it's a very special day. Uh, because you're just about to release a new book. So, Tom, you're very welcome. <laughs> yes. In fact, the book, uh, 10 Leadership Virtues for Disruptive Times, it actually releases today on Amazon, Worldwide, Audible, everywhere, you know, anywhere you want to get it, you can find it. And uh, I'm just uh, really excited about it. As you know, the pandemic and all the dominoes that fell because of the pandemic, the way business has changed, that's what this book is really about, is how do we embrace these disruptive times and how can we as leaders, as sales professionals, as people dedicated to serving the problems of other people, how can we use all this disruption to our advantage? How can we impact others in a way uh, mm -hmm. that helps them have a better life? I think the last time we spoke, um, it was earlier on in this year, and we spoke about you were pivoting uh, all of your brands, uh, and it was slightly mm. different how you were repurposing everything to from the real world to the online world. And you did that pretty successfully, and you used a lot of technology to enable you to coach 
people around the globe, not just in the US, but uh, around the globe to be more successful at what you do. Can you give me some sort of uh, the, the premise of the book and how it is working? Because destructive times, is, it's we know um, it's changed the way people think and do things now. So just if you can give us some ideas around how, how that's working with the book. Yeah, so here are the here are the big things that everybody needs to keep in mind. Uh, 18 months ago, gosh, it's going to be two years before we know it. Uh, this thing called COVID hit and around the world, people were sent home and they had to work remotely. And a lot of people lost their jobs and the way we yeah. defined uh, what you how you work and where you work that changed. And these dominoes started happening. I know in the U.S. in the very beginning, uh, we were saving 66 million hours a day in travel mm. time. Yeah. And people, they said, what am I going to do with that time? Well, 33% of that time got put back into the work. Yeah. Now, here's the problem is, well, when does work end and, and when does it begin, right? Because we're global. And so we've got team members all over the world. And Absolutely. Do you get up at 5 a.m. and start answering emails and then go to bed, you know, answering emails at 11 o'clock at night? So the big issue started to become from is uh, what is, you know, the number one issue in big companies is the health and well-being of their people. The anxiety, the worry, you know, how are we going to uh, equip our people and support them so they can be effective no matter where they are? And then as leaders, all of a sudden, I'm leading or you're leading people through a camera. We don't have the face-to-face. We don't have the team meetings and in all of 93% of communication is nonverbal. It is, yeah. Right. It's body language and tone and you know, all the things that we pick up subtly. And it's 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 not impossible, but it is more difficult to do that. And so the book really came about is, okay, so what kind of leadership do we need? If Mm -hmm. people are seeking purpose, they want to have quality of life, they're going through some challenges, they might have to manage their family issues differently because of the situation we're in. How do we lead people so that we achieve our company vision and mission and people feel like their life has purpose and value and it's being invested for a bigger reason than themselves? And so that's what the book is about. Yeah, I look, I do coaching as well, and I found exactly the same thing. Like, uh, uh, it is an adjustment, and but it's also we're all lonely as well. We're all sitting in our offices. I'm lucky, I've got my family, they're all they're all at home as well at, at the moment because we have a bit of uh, a bit of wind happening in, in Ireland at the moment, which is a bit of a hurricane, but <laughs> it, it is affecting us all. And like, I, I feel I do feel sorry that for people that have targets but they're normally they would have the camaraderie of people around the office the bars the excitement but now you're on your own you're left in your own head so what are the 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 main challenges that we can do to help people um get more excited but also deal with their day-to-day challenges internally and sort of externally yeah, so let me kind of share with you what I, it's a coaching uh, model. I call it the coach leadership model. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to use some, I'm going to use six words, very um, broad based. But ultimately what's come out of this experience is that individuals 
want autonomy. Yeah. More and more you'll find, hey, I want to work when I want, where I want to, how I want to. And there's this need to say, gosh, my whole life doesn't revolve around work. It yeah. really revolves around my family, my physical health, my relationships, my faith. And I want to work somewhere that I can buy into the vision and values of the organization. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, but if you're, if you are uh, leading an organization, how do you lead people who want all that autonomy? Because you can't tell your team, Hey, just work when you want, because then you're not going to get the bigger mission done. Absolutely. So the, so the first two words that are kind of, um, there's friction between is autonomy and authority. Mm-hmm. Autonomy and authority. Autonomy, people want to work when they want, how they want to work. Authority, I'm the leader, you're the leader, we've got to get something done. And so coach leaders choreograph the dance between autonomy and authority. It's a dance, okay? Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we work that dance? Well, the first thing is that the vision and virtues of the organization, the vision is simply the mission, the problem we solve, uh, the way we serve our community. Mm-hmm. It needs to be appealing to each person on the team. I want to work for something bigger than myself. Uh, we've all figured out that life is uncertain over the last two years, right? Absolutely. Uh, and so I want to know that I'm being valued and that I'm investing my time in a place that is really accomplishing something worthwhile. The second is the, is the virtues. So the virtues is how we treat each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, when something goes wrong, uh, how do we, how do we reconcile it? How do we work through it? And so the organization needs to say, here are the virtues we stand for. And then a team member says, I like those virtues. That's what I stand for too. Right. And so now we've got the autonomy piece, the individual team member saying, hey, I like the vision and virtues. And then we have the authority of, gosh, okay, uh, how do I inspire and lead my team? So here are four, here are four more words for you. On the authority side, we have accountability and control. Yeah. And so coach leaders lead with accountability. And on the team member side, okay, so on the on the authority side, we have accountability and we have control. And then on the team member side, we have purpose and we have pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so what we want on our team is we want people on our team who have a higher purpose. They're working for a reason. They want to advance in their career. There are goals and dreams that they want to achieve. They're going places. They have an end result in mind. They get, they're motivated from within. And so if I am an accountability coach leader, here's what I'm doing is I'm getting to know each of my team members trying to discover what their purpose is. And then I'm helping to co-create a plan with them so that every day they become a better version of themselves and they get closer to their purpose by improving their effectiveness and the role that they have in the business. I remember on the last podcast uh, that we did, and it stuck with me, is connecting your passion 
with your purpose to the dream and i think that's all part and parcel of what you're suggesting now in the control accountability and everything else like that and i've disrupted you in flow then apologies for that uh, tom but uh, if you'd like to carry on there yeah. so we've looked at the we've looked at the positive side because at ziggler we always start with the positive right of so course. we've got a coach leader they lead with accountability they basically go to the team member and they say, help me understand what your dream is, what your purpose is, what your goal is, what your big why is. I want to help you get that. And the way I'm going to help you get that is I'm going to equip and support and encourage and help you grow and develop in everything that you do on the job so that you can be more effective so you can get your dream and your purpose faster. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the, that's the coach leader. Now on the negative side, which, so we've got, coach leader, and we've got top performer on the positive yeah. side. On the negative side, we've got the pleasure-driven person, which I call a zombie. And zombies are basically people who are going through the motions. They need to make money to pay the bills. They don't have a higher reasoning behind it. And their job is really, I mean, their, their number one focus is to do whatever it takes to keep their job, nothing more, right? Yeah. They're hard to inspire. Uh, they keep to themselves. And then on the negative side of leadership is the control leader. Mm -hmm. And so I call the control leader the T-Rex leader. Okay. They got short arms and sharp teeth. And they are the old school, do it because I said so, top down, positional leader, they like to control everything. That's, that's the short arms. They control the information. They control the power. And they're very micromanagement oriented. They yeah. don't ask questions. They don't really seek out feedback. They don't really care uh, about the bigger dreams and passions. It's that mindset people. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. It's a fixed mindset. Remember, a coach leader is growth focused, growth mindset. And you see, they love disruption because it's not how well we do in the system we've always operated that takes us through disruption. What takes us through disruption is embracing it and saying, hey, we can learn, we can grow, we can figure this out. That's our advantage. Mm -hmm. T-Rex leaders are very results focused. Hey, what did you do for me yesterday? Oh, you need, you know, you didn't get the number, make more calls, you know, and it's, 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 output instead of outcome mm -hmm. it's like a problem uh if you own a restaurant and the dining room service is shut down because of the pandemic you can work all the systems that have made you successful in the past on how to serve people when they come into your restaurant and you're still going out of business yeah unless you pivot to takeaway service you're going to struggle so here's the thing Coach leaders and top performers, they work well together because of dream alignment. Yeah, yeah. T-Rex leaders and zombies work together well because of money alignment. You see, here's the bottom line. A zombie says, what's the least amount of money I can, or what's the least amount I can of work that I can do and still keep my job? <laughs> and a T-Rex leader says, What's the least amount I can pay and still get the job done? 
So love the metaphors. Love yeah. them. That, uh, just a, a great correlation to uh, making people com completely quickly understand the different principles behind the different core aspects behind uh, effective leadership and understanding those principles. I did read a study today is the uneffective uh, leaderships will just lose employees left, right and center because they're all quite transient. Uh, if they're not being uh, invested in or the leaders are not being invested in, they can't support their employees in the right way because they have that fixed mindset. They don't have that growth mindset. They don't allow other people to learn and grow at the same pace as they are, but they don't give them the, the tools needed for them to grow uh, or they don't go outside of their own realms of, uh, I need to be reading lots of books, hence like uh, the 10 leadership virtuals for disruptive times as an example, just so that people can in leadership that say, well, these are the exact tools that I need. Let's apply this uh, coaching system because we know it can work for us. But without actually understanding that, um, how are they going to know? So if, I, I'm always intrigued with you, Tom, because you come up with always uh, incredible uh, analogies and metaphors and wonderful stories around this. I would just want the quick connection so the leaders can just learn and grow and adapt with their open mindset uh, and growth mindset so they can enable others to get what they want. So that's where I'm fascinated, Tom. Yeah, and so here's the here's the validity of what you just said. Um, top performers have never been in higher demand than they are now. And people love to work for organizations where they know that they are being supported, that there that there are personal and professional development plans in place, and that their number one focus is the growth of that person on the team. Why would I leave someplace that is helping me become a more capable person every single day, right? Mm -hmm. That's what a coach leader does. You know, coach leaders achieve their goals and their dreams by helping their people achieve their goals and dreams. Yes, it's, yeah. it's the perfect coaching formula. So as we, as we break this down, okay, the number one need of business today is to attract, develop, and keep top performers. Businesses that are struggling, they're having a hard time hiring, they're having a hard time retaining, and That's they're having a hard time developing their top performers. Top performers, what do they want? They want to grow. They want to know that the mission that they're supporting is bigger than themselves. They love a company that has a vision and they also want to know that their contribution and their compensation together line up. Mm -hmm. It's so transparent today. If, if, if I'm contributing a lot and not being compensated fairly for it, a top performer says, no problem. I got five people trying to hire me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. And so if you want to lead your organization in the future, You've got to understand that quality of life for the individual is probably the number one overall factor and why people stay where, the, where they stay. They want to know, hey, the company knows that if I'm doing good, my performance is going to go up. So, Tom, a question I was going to ask is, what are the, the, the main areas of success within a top performer? What do they think? What do they do? What do they appreciate? 
I know you know the answer already because you've been involved in this for the last 30 plus years uh, and you're only 31. And uh, so <laughs> yes. uh, what are the key areas? What, what makes people successful? doesn't matter whether it's sales or whether it's in leadership or what are the key core characteristics that uh, all the behaviors? Yeah. So the first thing is you've got to have a compelling why. When you see people burn out, when you see people rocket up and then fail, it's usually because they're they're riding a wave of mo uh, momentum. They have a lot of talent and ability, but there's not a significant why or purpose behind it that keeps mm -hmm. the internal motivation going. Then they have to have the right mindset. And the mindset is, is very simply that, gosh, you know, the world's going to do what the world's going to do, but I can control the way I think. And I'm going to continually invest in myself, develop myself to grow in every area of my life. And I know that if I'm going to have sustainable long-term success, I'm going to have to pay attention to the seven areas of life. My mental, the way I think, my spiritual, the the qualities that I live by, the virtues that I walk out on a daily basis, mm -hmm. my physical health, because if I don't have the energy, I don't have the stamina. My family has got to be rock solid because really when the world gets tough, that's where I go, right? And that's yeah, the most exactly. important thing. Financially, I've got to be rock solid because if I get in financial trouble, that's going to distract me. Personally, I need to, to self-care and have hobbies and create energy. And then finally, in the work that I do, it has to ultimately serve a higher purpose, either mm -hmm. through the company or organization that I work for or create myself or the rewards of what I do. I'm able to reinvest into something that has meaning to me. So when I have the right mindset and I walk out the 10 virtues, that's what accelerates over time a top performer to being able to stay there. Coach leaders do all of that, and then they have one skill set that sets them apart, and that is, is they, they know how to have an intentional goals and growth-focused coaching conversation mm -hmm. with their team members around what we call the performance formula, which is around attitude, effort, and skill on a weekly basis. That's the silver bullet. Coach leaders have intentional goals and growth focused conversations with their people. And how to come that, why does that conversation have such value? Simply because a coach leader wants to know what's the bigger reason for why you want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And when I, if I'm a top performer and I know that my leader cares about me and wants me to win on the big scale then I'm going to stick around, right? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what it takes because now I can fulfill my personal dreams and goals while helping the organization fulfill theirs. Yeah. What drives you then, Tom? What, what motivates you and drives you for your, your own success? Because you've, you, you, you've uh, changed from being a golfer, uh, loving that, to being now the CEO. And what, what drives your success? Because I'm always fascinated by everyone's mindset and everyone has something slightly different about them but i'm fascinated by uh the what compels you to do what you do 
Yeah. So this is actually, uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking on that uh, very thing. So our, our business, we've been going for five decades. Of course, dad started it and we've impacted millions of people around the world yeah. and coming in and kind of re, uh, refocusing the business over the last 10 years around what the future looks like uh, with leading it. Uh, in the last couple of months, I've been asking myself, and this is a great question for everybody watching. Um, mm -hmm. I'm 56, almost 57. I get to choose what I do. Uh, I have a lot of fun going out and speaking and training and coaching and writing. I mean, that's to me is just doesn't get much better than that, especially uh, in a room full of high achieving top performers and leaders who question and say, what about this? And what about I me? Mean, that's like candy, right? I mean, that's yeah, as good yeah. as it gets. And so the question I've asked myself is this, I think I've got uh, God willing 20 years more of this. And so I've dug into, well, what is the intentional legacy mm -hmm. that I want to create over the next 20 years? And I'll tell you what I think it is. Uh, I, th I believe that as a, as a world, right. Not, not just the U S or, or Ireland or Europe or wherever you want to go. Uh, we're kind of at a tipping point mm -hmm. and, there's so much uh, negative numbers that are coming out. You know, here at the Great Resignation, and we've got Omicron, Omicron, or whatever it is, and we've got yeah. supply chain and inflation and all these things. And then we've got these old biases about this is the way we've always done it. And then we've got all this new, uh, innovative technology that's coming with AI and 5G and robotics and biotech and all these things that are going to converge. Mm -hmm. And I've taken the position that that we're not in the great resignation. We're in the great reimagination. Yeah, love it. And so here's here's where I'm focused on. Uh, this is what drives me is I want to equip and support and help grow coach leaders and these and, and the next generation of coach leaders. But it's not the next generation from an age perspective. It's basically the leaders who wake up and say, you know what? The world today is different and the way we lead needs to be different. And we need to tap into the way people were created in the first place. Dad yeah. said back in the 70s this. He said, if, 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 if standard of living is your goal, the quality of life almost never goes up. But if quality of life is your goal, then standard of living almost always goes up. I was talking to a gentleman last week and sharing about a friend who sells testing equipment for some high-end electrical components. Uh, and for 18 months, he hadn't been able to travel. Mm -hmm. He's made the most money that he's ever made in his career in the last 18 wow. months. Why? Well, he's not three nights a week away from home traveling. He spends half his time in his beach house and the other half at his main house. His health is better. His family relationships are better. Is it any wonder that his brain and productivity are operating at the highest capacity that he's ever had? Mm -hmm. And this is a new way of looking at the world. And, and so I'm, I'm really excited about and passionate about helping 
people who say, wait a second, there is a better way. There's a great reimagination. What if we could solve more problems, serve more people by aligning the way it's supposed to be with what we do on the job? Perfect. Ah, oh, that is absolutely awesome. The question I like to always ask is at the end of every uh, conversation, if if you were interviewing yourself, Tom, on a holistic basis, what sort of question would you ask? Uh, so um, what's, your, what's your overriding purpose or goal? That's the first one. Second is, is what I'm about to do going to take me closer to or further from that goal? And that is a big, big question. Uh, I'm saying no uh, to a lot of things that I used to not say. And you're like, well, that's crazy because, you know, I've got all this extra time. I'm not having to travel to as many events. But you know what? When you serve people and your primary focus is to solve the problems of other people, opportunities are everywhere. And so this disruption that we see all the anxiety and worry and fear that gets drummed up in the media and social media, because that's what makes them money. <laughs> I don't see it. I, I, I try to tune it out and say, what's the opportunity here? Are people hurting more than they've ever been hurting? Yeah. Do people have more problems than they've ever had? Yeah. Then it needs people like me and you to go yeah. out and serve. Right. So that's, that's what I do. What's my why? And then is what I'm doing today, is that getting me closer to or further from that? Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, today's been absolutely sensational. And look, your book has just been released today. Would you like to just show, show your book? Because uh, it's good to see it in the flesh. And uh, it's available oh. today on Amazon and all the other places that you can buy a book. Uh, it's out on hardback and soft copy uh, audio audible yep. and all the other platforms out there right. um it's been absolutely awesome as always tom to get some fantastic insights from you uh some some things are just very practical like i have a couple of comments on here which i'd love to give so we have uh, uh d scott that i know quite well he he actually put in here COVID made my life more efficient it also accelerates a lot of what I do already happening, e.g. remote work. Uh, we have Yvonne. I love that. Great in imagination. Uh, and we have um, great thanks, gents. <laughs> very, uh, I like that. Very descriptive. And um, Roshin said uh, 56. Uh, you said look, 46. So that's that's a lovely uh, compliment to say up there. So uh, <laughs> <Yes>. thank <laughs> you. Delighted that always end up in a positive note there. So, look, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and wishing you a wonderful Christmas for you and your beautiful family. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of the Global Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host. You can find out a lot more about me at jasoncooper.io, or even alternatively email me at jcooper at jasoncooper.io. Tell me about what you liked. Tell me what you loved. And if you can, if you are listening to this on iTunes, please, can you give it a five-star rating? It's very appreciative. It makes it all worthwhile for me. So 
Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you and hearing you on the next episode.